Welcome to Season 3 of Goal Camp, the podcast that focuses on not only setting goals, but becoming the person you need to be to achieve those goals. It's one thing to set a goal, but quite another to achieve and see the manifestation of the goals that we write down. I often say our dreams are inextricably bound to the goals that we set. Each episode, you'll hear from me personally, my ideas and the things I've learned over the years and how to set effective goals. Also, my guests will talk about how goals have catapulted them to success in so many areas of their lives, professionally, spiritually, personally, and in the community. Welcome to the campgrounds. This is Goal Camp. Our guest today is Sade Jones, the CEO and founder of The Fire Inside, where she provides time management coaching and content creation services. As a time management coach, she helps ambitious side hustlers and small business owners reclaim their time and manage all aspects of their life, whether that's time for their personal development hobbies, wellness, work, or relationships. Her coaching is designed to take you from overwhelmed and all over the place to organized, more profitable, and achieving your goals. She was born and raised in Queens, New York, and now resides in Atlanta, Georgia. Her mission is to empower people to take the time to pursue what sets their souls on fire. She loves all things wellness, spending time with loved ones, and traveling. She has traveled to 28 countries and counting. Let's join this conversation with CEO and founder of The Fire Inside, Sade Jones. Sade, how are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. I can't wait to get into it, but tell us a little bit about you, your background, and how you got into this whole time management thing. I did not know I was going to become a time management coach. I actually had never heard of this type of coach before (laughs) I became one, so it's a funny story. After I graduated from school, I went straight into advertising, and I thought that I was going to shift the world through media and media consumption and For a while, I thought that was my route. But while I was working in corporate, I just always wanted to be doing something else. Like, I wasn't like I didn't enjoy. It wasn't like I didn't go to school for this. But every time I would leave work, I just couldn't wait to do something else, something else that was creative that no one could put, you know, their stamp on it. Because that's because you kind of feel like that in corporate. Like, you can do all this work, but it's a team and you're, you're stifled a bit. So I had started a blog called The Fire Inside which was all about personal development and wellness. And it was a blog for people who were just struggling. I think when you get out of school, you think you have all the, all the, everything you need to be equipped for it. And you don't, and you realize that very quickly. So I started my blog to share what I was learning with others. And that started to take off and grow. And from there, I kept doing that as a side hustle. While I was working, I would do my corporate job and I would go do my blog. I started selling e-commerce products online. I was managing multiple different businesses and it led me into doing event hosting. And I started hosting networking events. My The people at my job actually saw I was doing that and asked me to host events at work. And it was like my world started to just like completely shift. I was like, that's not in my job position. But all of a sudden I was hosting events. Um, so eventually... I ended up hiring a business coach in 2020, in February of 2020, right before the pandemic hit, which I didn't know was obviously was going to happen. And I hired the business coach because I realized that what I really wanted to do was 
something like the networking events. I wanted to be doing some type of life coaching. I wanted to work with people one-on-one. I didn't want to be in corporate for the rest of my life. I didn't tell many people that, but that's like what I really wanted in my heart. So I hired the business coach and then the pandemic hit. And it was actually perfect because I had so much more time to build up this business. And now I've been consistently doing time management coaching for over a year. And I got into time management coaching specifically because I saw that there was a lot of life coaches out there, but I think if you're a life coach and you have no niche, it's really hard to figure out what the heck you help people with. And I realized that a lot of people knew what they wanted to do, but they just didn't know how to get it on a good timeline. And what I had been doing in my corporate job was creating timelines and creating ad campaigns for these huge companies. So it wasn't like I couldn't help them. If I could help them, I could definitely help a person you know, manage their lives. And it was kind of what I did on a regular basis with my friends and family anyway. I was always the planner or the person who has it together. So it just naturally fell into place. And I really love it now. Now, when you were a kid, were you always kind of good about your time, being timely, getting your homework done on time, just... I, now that I think back on it, I was, and I, my mom won't like that I'm saying this, but she was always late to things. So it made me want to be on time. <laughs> so if that may be why I was always like, I was always like, I know she's going to be late. So let me make sure everything's in order. So we cannot be late. And I was like, I was that kid. So <laughs> it makes sense. Now, why is time management so important? And I might be asking the obvious, but so many people struggle with procrastination and managing their time. Well, time is the most valuable asset that we have, right? You can lose money and gain back money. But the minute that just passed just now, we're never going to get that back. It is your most valuable asset and learning how to manage it basically dictates your life. What you're able to achieve depends on what you can productively get done in the time set that you have. Without having good time management skills, you're often stressed, you're overwhelmed, you're not achieving your goals. There's this lack of healthy work-life balance. It just causes your life to be in disarray. That, to me, is why time management is so important and why I think it's one of the fundamental skills that people need to be taught. A lot like a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. It's one area of your life is in disarray, which leads to other things. Why do, you, why do people procrastinate? I consider it to be synonymous with perfectionism. So a lot of times procrastination has to do with trying to avoid negative emotions or these high expectations that people put on themselves and them doubting that they can actually reach them. And a lot of times people turn to distractions to get away from uncomfortable feelings. So if you're procrastinating on something, it typically, if you really think about it, it's probably a task that is really hard, you think you can't accomplish, you've never done before, or it makes you really nervous for whatever past reasons or you know whatever reasons apply to you. So a lot of time when people are trying to get away from those uncomfortable feelings like boredom or fatigue or not knowing where to start or being scared that they're not going to do it good enough, they tend to procrastinate and do things they know they can do well or things that don't matter. What are some of the practical steps that uh, allow people to be better at their time management? Okay, so I want to walk you through my scheduling to win framework. And if you can master this framework, I mean, you may not master it the first time, but if you can master it, you're, you're going to see a huge shift in your life. And it's the way I show all of my clients how to base the basic way to schedule. So it all starts with first doing a brain dump. So I recommend having a sheet of paper, a notepad or notebook, only one. I stress that because what happens is people have a thousand and then they don't know how they have a bunch of different notes everywhere. So have one notebook that's designated for your brain dumps. And what a brain dump is, is essentially you're taking everything that's going on in your head, everything you need to get done and getting out on a sheet of paper. And at the top of that sheet of paper, you will write out the dates, a seven, a seven date, um, seven day week 
plan, right? So let's say, you know, for this week, it's whatever, May 10th through May 12th, I don't know, May 17th, just giving you random dates. And you're going to write those dates out and write out everything that you need to get done in those dates. And just those dates. So don't go crazy. Some people will write like 70 things down and you don't need to do that. After you have that written down, the next step is to compare that list to your goals. This is a step that a lot of people miss. A lot of times your to-do list has nothing to do with your goals and what you actually want to achieve that year. And I'm sure you know this, you're like the goal master. But what happens is then people are just working towards things and working towards other people's goals and not their own. And I fell in victim to that when I was working in corporate and building a business. I realized I was doing so much for my corporate job and not enough for my business. So look at, you know, if your list aligns with your goals. After you realize, okay, I tweaked my list and more aligns with my goals, the next step is you want to go ahead and set priorities. So setting priorities is really tough for a lot of people. And quickly, how I would say to set priorities is really think about what's important that you need to get done. Important meaning that it ties to your goals. It matters deeply to you. You have a deeper reason why you need to complete it. And then what's also urgent. Urgent meaning there's a deadline attached to it or it needs to get done in the next seven days. When you think about what's important and urgent for the week, go ahead back to that first list, the brain dump, and circle the priorities. Those are the things you're going to plan in your schedule first, because the next step after you select those priorities is scheduled into your calendar. Not just a planner, but I recommend a calendar because what happens with a calendar is there's this level of accountability. You've now selected a time you're going to complete the task. You've put it on your calendar. You've set up reminders. You're way more likely to actually get it done. Sometimes someone will write something in a planner, which I love using planners, but I have the discipline to use them and actually follow it. For some people, if they're writing in a planner and they don't have any time and they don't even open the planner all day, then it doesn't happen. So I will say the framework essentially is the brain dump, compare the brain dump to your goal list, select your priorities, and then get them scheduled into your calendar. If you can get that done on a weekly basis, you will see a huge shift in your life. Talk about the role of mentoring or partnering or coaching in that process. I could imagine the first couple of times it would be kind of difficult. Yeah, absolutely. It is so difficult. And that's why having someone like a coach like me who can tell you what tasks maybe are too large or too small, roughly how long things may take you. For a lot of people, they struggle with knowing, okay, I want to write an article that I'm working on. And I think it's going to take me 30 minutes. And meanwhile, it really takes them like two or three hours to complete it because they have to do research, they have to edit, they have to do the writing, they have to publish it. And they're not thinking about the whole process. Someone like me, like a coach, can walk you through each of the steps and show you how you can set it up into your schedule. And I also love to show people how they can batch tasks. So essentially, that's putting a bunch of similar tasks together into a certain time block of the day when you're ready in that mindset frame. So there's little hacks to this process that you'll only get working with someone who can personalize it for you. You, of course, can do these on your own. But what happens when you do it on your own is it takes you three times more longer to actually figure these things out versus working with a coach is like the fast track. So that is an important point that one, there's a framework, but two, there's someone to help you work through the framework a few times. I always say, go through it a few times and it's like training wheels. And then you can take the training wheels off and go off on your own. You talked a little bit about priorities. And this one for me is a big deal because we often have competing priorities and we have to sacrifice things. Talk a little bit about that. 
when it comes to setting priorities, I, I would say this is one of the topics that I've consistently see everyone struggles with. That's why I have a, a trainings and trainings on priorities when it comes to it for helping people during my coaching program. But when you have competing priorities, I would I would actually question that. I would say push past that mindset and really think about what actually is the most important thing. If you had to pick one thing to accomplish first, what would that be and why? And take some time to really think about it. And when you take the time to reflect, you'll realize that even though something feels like they're competing, there's one that's more important. There's one that has higher consequences if it doesn't get done first. And it's not like you're not going to be able to get to everything. It just may need to be delayed. Sometimes the important and urgent tasks is going to come before other tasks, even if it's for other people. And if you have to do you know, that task for yourself before you do something else for someone else, you just communicate it. As much as you can, I always recommend, because I work with a lot of business owners, delegate as much as you can. Like if, you, if there's small tasks that you know you don't, like you don't need to send every email that goes out of your inbox. There's some emails that <laughs> your assistant can send for you. You know, you don't need to check everything every day. And that way you have more time to do the larger tasks that are actually going to move the needle in your business. I would definitely say plan things out ahead of time, delegate them as much as you can. And if you keep putting something else off, just remove it completely from your calendar. So you have more time to get the things that are actual priorities done. The yeah. idea of delegation is a really good one. Who else can help you? Mm-hmm. So many times we try to wear the S on our chest and, and accomplish so much. But to your point, who can help me get these things done? Getting things done through right. other people and using influence and using partnership and collaboration, which are really positive things, can be mutually beneficial. Exactly. I love that you brought that up, like collaboration. It doesn't always have to be like, you know, for a lot of people, they always say, well, I don't have the money right now. I'm just starting out and I can't delegate. You absolutely can find people who will do work for as internships or as a collab. People will do trade work all the time, trading your skills for someone else's skills. So there's so many different ways to be able to delegate tasks out. How, how do you help people that may not just have that natural outgoingness? I would actually tell them to step outside of themselves. So think about what you can provide for somebody else. Everybody needs a job, right? Everyone's trying to make money or there are so many people who are trying to gain new skills. Think about it as if you're providing a new opportunity for someone who's dying to have this opportunity to actually work on a project that you're working on or to get that work experience. It's an equal exchange. So it's not so much about, you know, you're introvert and you're scared to speak up, but you're providing opportunities for other people. And as a business owner, you're very creative and that's what you want to do. You want to make the world a better place. So if you think about it from a different perspective, oftentimes you'll be more likely to actually ask for that help because you can think about it as that person is gaining something as well as you're gaining something as well. Yeah, perspective is pretty important. Yeah, when we have the wrong perspective, sometimes it uh, gives us the wrong outlooks, which often we make wrong decisions that can be detrimental and cause us to be stuck. Uh, one of the things I'm picking up from you is, is focus is, is important. Yeah. Talk about how people get focused a- around their, their priorities, around their goals, around the things that they want to accomplish in their life. Focus is so important. And I- and what happens to a lot of us now is we don't realize how much we're not focused. There's so many distractions and it only gotten worse if you're working, how many people are working from home. So now they're doing everything in their homes. They're super distracted and they're not realizing how much they're not ever focusing on one thing at a time. 
And also there's this craving to always be mentally stimulated. Like if you're, you ever realize if you're on a line and it's taking so long, you want to go to your phone and do something like it's that uncomfortable feeling of just standing there and, and waiting is the hardest <laughs> thing ever. And that's, an, that shows how hard it is for us to focus nowadays. It's just a part of the culture. So I question people on just thinking about how often are you taking some time to just be still and, you know, be in the moment that already can help you to increase your focus. But also if you're struggling with focusing, try not multitasking. And I catch, I have to catch myself all of the time. I can sometimes be watching a show on email and then trying to scroll on Instagram. And then I'm like, wait, <laughs> I, even though it's, you know, feels like leisure activities, you're training your brain to do multiple things at one time. And that's going to always translate into your work. So I would recommend definitely stop multitasking. You want to eliminate distractions as much as you can. So when you're about to start work, you want to prime your environment for focus. So that could look like having some music on in the background, um, preferably no lyrics music, because sometimes the words can really distract you. But having your, you know, work environment set up where your desk is clean, and you're, you know, you're sitting at a certain area that you always work at. And when you are opening your computer, you only have up the tab that you really need. And you're just focusing on that one task at a time. And a bonus tip to really help you out too is trying out the Pomodoro method, which is a, if you haven't heard of this method, essentially it's, it's used by over 2 million people because it's so effective. All of my clients use this method and the Pomodoro method is essentially a timer system and you can use different apps to do it. Um, there's an app called Focus Keeper. There's, there's plenty of apps if you look them up, but what it does is you set a timer for 25 minutes. Because 25 minutes is shown to be the uh, length of time that almost anyone can focus on one thing without getting distracted. You focus in on that task for 25 minutes, you do it for that time. And then when the timer goes off, you take a five minute break. During that break, you can do whatever you want, stretch, walk around, drink water. And then you come back and you do another 25 interval and you finish up whatever that second task is. And what the timer is so great at doing is it helps you to focus in and, and games, gamifies it where you feel like, okay, I have to get it done in this set amount of time. And I'm really going to focus in on this one thing because I, I'm not going to allow myself to get distracted. Now, the first time you do this, it may be hard not to get distracted. Like, like we talked about, it's going to take a couple of times to really get more comfortable with it. But anytime I feel like I'm going to procrastinate or I feel like I want to put something off, I set a Pomodoro timer on and I just get to work and I take, take action. And it really, really works to help me focus in on what I need to get done. I love that you gamify it. it it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting. That's a popular word, but now you're using it to be productive, not necessarily to be entertaining. Mm -hmm. And I could see that being extremely effective. I'm glad you brought that up. An example where you saw your time management really pay off for you. Where it really helped me was when I was working full time and also managing my businesses. What I realized I had to plan out and to some people, it may sound extreme, but I'm telling you it was the best for me at that time was planning out every minute of the day. So I knew exactly when I was waking up. I knew what my morning routine looked like. I knew what time I needed to leave out of my house to catch that train. And I lived in New York city at the time and the trains were unpredictable. So I had to be a little bit early or a little bit, you never knew when it was exactly going to come. So I would plan it out even with a buffer time and I would plan out exactly how long it would take me to get to work on a good day, the what I need to get done at work, what time I need to leave work, what my night routine would look like, what how many hours I would spend on each business per day, per week. 
Um, it was all planned out. And my meals were planned out as well. They were prepped ahead of time. I was super structured. And that helped me to be able to manage all aspects of my life. Because I didn't, what I noticed was I was starting to become a workaholic where I would work all day, come home, work on my business all, all night, be exhausted, wake up, push myself to do it every day. And even on the weekends, when I would want to have free time, I just slept because I was so tired. And it was just such a burnout cycle. I wasn't seeing any of my friends. It was just really messy. That's when I would say that like planning it all out ahead of time, I started to become the friend who was like, let's schedule in three weeks ahead when we're going to hang out. Because I you had just had to that way I was able to, you know, balance it all. So I would say then was the, that was when I was at my best structured um, schedule. I'm going to put myself in the chair or in the hot seat, so to speak, and some of the things I do, and then I'd love to get your feedback, your own on the spot diagnostic. Mm-hmm. So every day I take it to, I drive to do list almost every day. Sometimes I just push it forward. What are some of the things that may be good about that, but what are other things that I could do to enhance my process? So the first question I would have is how many items typically are on your to-do list? Is it a weekly list or a daily list? It's a daily list and it could have anywhere from 15, uh, 10 to 15 items on it. Okay. And how many of those typically are you, are you completing? Probably seven to eight. Okay. So I, I would say your list is probably a little too long. If you aren't consistently being able to hit at least the 10 to 12, 15 route, maybe you give yourself eight tasks a day and you make that the goal and you spread it out over more days or you start planning for the next week ahead of time, whatever works better for you. Um, I would also say maybe take it from off paper and get it onto a calendar, like a digital calendar. That way you can see what I love about setting up time blocks on a calendar is you can visually see how your week is going to look. And there's something about seeing all of the tasks and how many you have to get done visually that helps you map out where you're going. So try doing that. Those are some good tips. If people are interested in learning more about your framework, how can they get tied in and linked into you? I offer two programs right now. The first one is called Reclaim Your Time. It's a one-on-one coaching program. It's a three-month coaching program specifically for side hustlers and small business owners or aspiring side hustlers. Um, And I, I teach you how to transform your time management, become more profitable in all aspects of your life. So like we touched on earlier, wellness, relationships your work life, but also other aspects of your personal life. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram or my site, which is called thefireinsideshade.com. If you're more looking to just have one intensive session, I do offer 90-minute intensive sessions that you can completely book right on my site. And those are just we hone in on one topic that you need help with, kind of like how we did just now with Derek. We would just go hone in deep down in 90 minutes. I'd leave you with a plan that you'd go off and do on your own. You can connect with me on Instagram. That's like the best place to connect with me. My Instagram is Sade, S-A-D-E, Jones underscore. Or you can find me on my site, like I mentioned, thefireinsideshade.com. We've been talking about goals. When we think about achieving goals, time management has got to be at the top of the list. Yes. And I think you offer folks today a framework to help them get there. Any final thoughts you would leave us with today? Be selective about what you respond and react to. 
So I've been into boundaries lately a lot. So you may see that come up a lot in my content or it seems to be a topic I've been talking about a lot, but a lot of times not everything or everyone deserves your time, your energy and your attention in that moment. And it's really important for us to get laser focused on what we want and go after that relentlessly and not get so distracted by outside factors or let outside factors affect us so much. And I think a lot of that comes down to clearly communicating. And I know pe some people may hear this and go, how does that tie to my time? But it directly ties to your time because energy management is so important when it comes to your attention span and what tasks you're able to productively get done on a daily basis. Wow, thank you so much. It's been wonderful to learn a little bit more about you and how you help folks take better advantage of the time that we're presented with because it is our most precious commodity. She said it all. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Goal Camp. Visit our website at DerekCLot.com forward slash Goal Camp. Find and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Derek C. Lott. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with a friend. Achieving your goals is not something you can do alone. Find a partner that can keep you accountable. Until next time, this is Derek Lott signing off.